Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. Monday, May 2nd, and we are taking a look at the Monday NBA playoffs games on this episode of Best on the Board. Game 1 between the Heat and the Sixers. Game 1 between the Suns and the Mavericks. I am Michael Beller. Joining me to talk about these games are a couple of basketball voices you know well here on Best on the Board. Brandon Funston, what's up, man? How was your weekend? Oh, it was full of a lot of NFL draft picks. I time to now we got that all out of the way. You know, got the new guys into the NFL. It's time to refocus on the NBA postseason. So, uh, ready to start diving back in. Yes, indeed. We pushed that off to the side for a second here, and it was a relatively quiet week uh, for an NBA playoff weekend. Given that we just had the one game on Friday, that was. Memphis closing out Minnesota and then a couple of games on Sunday, a couple of second round series getting started on Sunday with the Bucks taking a 1-0 series lead over the Celtics and then the Warriors, a great game with the Grizzlies with the Warriors winning by one point and taking a 1-0 lead in that second round series out west. Dan Santa Ramita also here with us. Dan, how was your weekend? Oh, I moved, so it was, uh, you know, it happened. So it was awesome. <laughs> it was the be- best weekend of 2022 yet. It's over with, though. Yeah, I woke up today and I was like, oh, yeah, I have a job. I forgot I have to do this thing. Like, you know? <laughs> Right. Right. Oh, yeah, of course, that thing. <laughs> that thing that helps me move. All that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got some good stuff to talk about. So at least uh, you're coming back in in a fun way with these game ones between the Heat and the Sixers and the Suns and the Mavericks. Let's start with Heat and Sixers, you guys. Obviously, this series took a major turn with word of Joel Embiid's injury. He will miss games one and two in Miami. There is a possibility that he returns for the Sixers in game three, but no Joel Embiid tonight. Heat, seven and a half point favorites. 208 and a half is the total on this game. I really, I wanted to get to some sort of Sixers-related unders. I took a long look at the under for this game. I took a long look at um, uh, Tobias Harris unders and James Harden unders and Tyrese Maxey unders, but I didn't love the way that they were priced. So ultimately, I ended up going away from that. I'm going to save my pick for a second here, but uh, Funston, it's just like it, it's it's hard to have any confidence in the Sixers until and unless they get Joel Embiid back in this series. I agree. Although it's interesting, the last uh, game that Embiid missed in the regular season was against Miami, and they pulled out that game. Um, so that gives me pause to just straight up say, oh, yeah, Miami's just going to run rough shot over them and, and win by eight. But I do like the under because you've got two of the top eight defenses in the league. Uh, they played under in three or four matchups during the regular season. Miami just got done with the series in which they held the, the Hawks to like 14 points under their season average. Um and without Embiid, I, I think, you know, running up the score for Philly is going to be a little bit tougher. So I think uh, I will take the under on 208 and a half. And as a player prop, I like Bam with no Embiid getting to 11 rebounds. He's done this in two of his last three games, and they're going to give me plus 100 odds if he gets there. So I, I like Bam for 11 rebounds in this one. Funston, same wavelength, at least as far as the under is concerned. I, I was looking at the matchups in the regular season. I'm not a huge believer in those meaning anything, but these are particularly useless because there's no Jimmy Butler in one. Uh, the second game, Jimmy Butler was one for 11, and the Sixers won. <laughs> Kyle, Rout, Kyle Lowry missed a game. And then, as you mentioned, in beating Harden, Routen, Harden hasn't played against Miami with Philadelphia at all. So... We've never seen this version go. of Philly, and these matchups are, you know, so throw it out the window, I think. But I do think uh, the under is probably the best play. My, like I said, Miami went pretty low defensively against Atlanta, 
And I, I think without Joel Embiid, Philadelphia is going to struggle a bit uh, to score. So, yeah, I think the under is the play I'm most confident in, which I think also means I kind of like Miami, but not enough for seven and a half points. But I'm okay with that. So, uh, seven and a half just feels a little too yeah. much. I'm not saying that like, – I'm, I'm not rushing out to bet the Sixers, not by a long shot, because this team could look terrible without Joel Embiid tonight. But seven and a half, I, 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 like, I, I'm totally with you guys. I have, a, I have a Heat series bet on this that I got in actually before the Embiid injury news, so that was at minus 160. I feel great about that bet. I felt great about it even before the Embiid injury news. Um, but seven and a half is just a, a touch too much for me to want to get in on for this game one matchup. Uh, so I'm actually, I'm on a Bam Adebayo prop too. Uh, over 18 and a half points uh, for a lot of the same reasons you said. And this is a number that he's been uh, hitting with some regularity of late. And I think that, uh, you know, again, I was looking at a lot of heat props and this was really the only one that jumped out. There's only prop that jumped out at me in this entire game, really. And I like that, that 10 and a half rebound number too. I think that's a fair one. His PRA was like 32 and a half, but it's at minus 125. And so that just, that was actually where I went first was the Adebayo PRA. And I'd like him to go over thirty-two and a half. I don't want to pay minus one twenty-five for the the, the uh, you know the right to bet on it though. So that's what kept me away from that one. But I do think it's it's a big bam night coming up, and maybe a couple of big bam nights with them beat out these first two games. Yeah, and we, we got to mention Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler are not a hundred percent, and right. so um, yeah, again, more kind of fuel towards this being a bam kind of game. You know, a, a lot of things lining up that way, anyways. Crazy to say that game one is a must, but this I, I really think these are must games for Miami. At home, the better team, even when Philly's at full strength, the higher seed, no Joel Embiid. You cannot give these games up. We saw how things got slippery for Utah right out of the gate when they were uh, playing so closely with Dallas, when Dallas was without Luka Doncic in the first round. Miami does not want to repeat that. So even though no one's going to say this series is over, regardless of what happens, who wins on Monday night, you know, these feel like must games for Miami at home without Joel Embiid on the floor for the Sixers. All right, guys, Suns and Mavericks, game one. The Suns are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. 214-and-a-half is the total. As it stands, both these teams coming into this uh, at, at full strength. We know about Luka and his injury in the first round, but he looked great in closing out the Jazz last week. We know about Devin Booker and his injury in the first round. He didn't look quite himself in that first game. He got back game six against the Pelicans, the game that the Suns finished off. But of course, it was his first game back, so you would expect a little bit of rust in him not to be quite at 100%. So it'll be interesting to see just how much of Devin Booker we are getting to start the series in this Monday night game. Dan, we're going to go to you first here. How do you how do you break down this series with what we know right now going into game 1? Yeah, we don't know as much as I think we should <laughs> because of because of the Booker injury or you know whatever we're thinking we're get at it, get at him. I think he returned sooner than I was expecting, but he didn't look like Devin Booker, right? I mean, Chris Paul uh, pretty much carried him in that game 6 with that unbelievable 14 for 14. Just, yeah. I, by the way, I love the quote from the post game interview. I think they were doing it at the same time, and Booker's looking at the statue, going, "Man, I would have liked fourteen out of fifteen a lot better." I believe in the heat check. It's like, yes, Devin, we've seen you play. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like I'm. I think Devin's uh, under twenty four and a half points is kind of interesting to me. Uh, that's basically a bet in his his health cuz I don't think that's a big number and I think the under is, uh, was getting minus 125 so you really got to like it um but I think I just got to go with the Suns like I just think you know if Devin Booker is uh -huh. 
80%. If he gives you 20 points on a below average shooting night or whatever, I think the Suns are still much better than Dallas. I, let's, we have to kind of at some point think of the Suns as the best team in the league as they were all year. Yeah, you know, this one, I think for this one, I'm just going to go kind of the same narrative I did with the Miami-Philadelphia game, which is this is two of the top eight defenses in the league in terms of points allowed. Dallas has played under the 215 total in this game five of six games in the postseason. Uh, They went under in two or three against Phoenix in the regular season. Uh, So I like the under here. I mean, all the games in the regular season were all pretty decently close, seven, six, seven, eight points. So... I kind of steering away from uh, betting, you know, betting the spread, but I do like the under in this one. And as long as, as long as Jalen Brunson is going to continue to score 23 plus points a game (laughs) for six straight games and the, and the over under on his points is going to be 19 and a half. I'm just going to keep betting that. So I'm going to bet another 20 point game for Jalen Brunson. Again, he hasn't been below 23 in six straight games. And Chris Paul is minus 150 on nine and a half assists. But just throw it into a double-double. You get it for minus 125 instead. And he's been over uh, – he's been 10-plus assists in seven of his last eight, 10-plus points in six of his last seven. So I think the odds are better that he hits it than what uh, what they're laying out there for him. Yeah, love that Paul poll, especially you know, Booker's back. And so this was something we were concerned about, whatever that game was. Or at least I was concerned about one of the first ga- – I think the first game that Booker was out. And I felt that Paul's assist prop was too high just because you weren't going to have some of the easy buckets that Booker gives you and the easy assists you get out of uh, Devin Booker's scoring ability. Uh, but with Booker back, even if he's not quite at 100%, some of those assists should flow back to Chris Paul. So I, I like the poll there on the minus 125. We're actually uh, going totally opposite. This was one of the first – opposite on a props that we've had this entire playoffs really this entire show since you guys have been doing basketball here I think Jalen Brunson goes under the 19 and a half points I I think that this is that that number is still living off of what he did against Utah and it's just going to be a much different world for him against this Phoenix team a better perimeter defensive team that was one of the stories of that doubt of the Dallas Utah series you know obviously one big story is Wow, look at Jalen Brunson. Wow, look at the way this Dallas offense stepped up without Luka Doncic and without Tim Hardaway Jr., which is worth pointing out, even though obviously his absence has been a little bit longer there in Dallas. But you're missing your best player, one of the best players in the NBA. You're missing a great shooter. And they still really put... the uh, put Utah's defense into a series of fits. Like That was, that was a really per- impressive performance from the other guys in Dallas. But Utah's defense, you know, some of it was what Dallas was doing, but some of it was just... Horrible rotations, horrible communication. They were making things so easy on Dallas's perimeter players, and you know Dallas found a way to neutralize Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is the best interior defender in the NBA, but they found a way to make that not matter by really leaning on what they can do on the perimeter. That's going to be very different, I think, against this Phoenix team, a team that can throw a ton of size at uh, Dallas's guards, you know, a team that can rotate a bunch of different defenders onto uh, Dallas's perimeter players. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying you know Mikel Bridges is going to be locking down Jalen Brunson or Jake Crowder is going to be locking down Jalen Brunson, but that size differential that they have on the wing compared with what Utah has trickles down to the entire team. Donovan Mitchell has a lot of charms as a basketball player. Defense, not exactly one of them. This is just a totally different look that Dallas is going to see, that Jalen Brunson is going to see from this Phoenix team. I think we're looking more at the season average of 16.5 rather than the playoff average of 20-whatever that he's been putting up. So I'm going to go Jalen Brunson under 19.5 points. And I'm with you, Dan. I think the Suns, yeah, I, I 
I think the Suns are comfortably the better team here, even if we're talking about an 80% Devin Booker. I like the Suns minus 5.5, but it's the Brunson under 19.5 that's my favorite play in this game. I think you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> I think he's playing, you know, I think a little bit of the difference is he's literally playing like 40 minutes a game right now. Where, That's true. Yeah. And uh, I was just quickly looking. He had 18, 18, and 19 against Phoenix in, in the regular season. So he was knocking on that door. It'll be interesting. Uh, is it? Is it that he's playing a little extra right now and he's riding a little bit of a heater and that's going to get him over it? Or is he kind of going to fall back into a season average, which was 16 and upper teens against Phoenix in those three contests? So I think it's a good, I think it's a good, uh, a good little challenge bet here. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I think that of the, yeah, I'm going to say of these four series, obviously we've already seen game one between Boston, Milwaukee and Golden State. And Memphis, but I'm going to say of these four series, like the game one between Phoenix and Dallas, I think will give us as much of a roadmap as one game can as to how a series is going to go. Because you know we're talking about the Devin Booker injury, we sort of know what Dallas has to do if they're going to make this a legitimate series. And one series does one game does not make a series, especially one game one does not make a series. But this is going to give us, I think, a good idea. I think we're going to learn the most about what we can expect the rest of the series from this game one compared with the three other game ones. So we'll lock in all those picks for us on Suns and Mavs. Game one should be a fun one on Monday night to wrap up the NBA playoffs action. That wraps up this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for listening. For Dan, for Funston, I'm Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.